This is the podcast, Your Spiritual Shift, with hosts Jennifer Matthews and Carl Gruber. Your Spiritual Shift podcast is a show based on their online program of the same name. That's where Carl and Jen guide you to remember and implement into your daily life the truth about who you really are, a child of all that is, your source. We invite you to join Jen and Carl for each and every episode as they explore in depth the teachings and principles of true non-dualistic spirituality and their practical application. You can live your life without the ego's lack, attack, judgment, and guilt, and thoughts of sin, and replace them with truth, unconditional love, innocence, pure joy, abundance, and a unity of purpose. Now, here's Jennifer Matthews and Carl Gruber with Your Spiritual Shift. Yes, it's time for another episode of Your Spiritual Shift podcast, which was created in conjunction with my co-host, Jennifer Matthews. And as a companion to our 12-week-long course of the same name that we will be teaching online this year. Now, this podcast and our course are based on the non-dualistic true spiritual principles of the Modern Spiritual Guide, A Course in Miracles, and other companion non-dualistic spiritual teachings. We are truly excited to welcome you to this podcast and to our course. And now here's my co-host, Jennifer Matthews, to tell you about our featured guest today on the show. Thanks so much, Carl. Well, our amazing guest today is David Fishman. He's the co-founder with Dr. John Mundy of the One Mind Foundation. Now, of course, we've been blessed to already have had John Mundy on this program and now blessed again to have David Fishman on board too. David, like many students of A Course in Miracles, has been a lifelong student of the beautiful non-dualistic spiritual teachings of the course and now extends his learning by sharing and teaching it with the world via his books and the One Mind Foundation. He is the author of the books Into Oneness, Thoughts and Prayers on the Way and The Open Mind, Loving Yourself. David and John's main teachings of their One Mind Foundation is the 12 core themes of the A Course in Miracles. David, a big welcome to the show. Thank you so much for being here with us today. Okay. Thank you so much for that opening, Jennifer. And I appreciate your inviting me here to, to join and share what my experience is. And I look, I look forward to a very happy hour. <laughs> Absolutely. And, and we've been looking forward to this interview. And we wanted to start off just by um, broaching a topic. You had a spiritual awakening in 1972 as a young Jewish man. And then you found the course five years later. Was it difficult as a Jewish person to accept the right-minded spiritual teachings of Course in Miracles that are written in the Christian vernacular? Well, uh Fortunately, someone told me to start with lesson number one and don't look at the textbook. I guess yeah. if I opened the textbook, probably I wouldn't be here today. Mm. So if I did open up lesson number one, and even before I bought the books, and I saw it says nothing I see here means anything. And that, and that really struck me as true, believe it or not, because I had just done Est. And Est was the thing that, that kind of gave me a, a, a leg up where I began to realize that the voice in my head, which we call the ego, is not really my best friend. So all the meanings that he gives to things really don't really mean anything. So lesson one really spoke to me. And then when I looked at lesson two, I said, boy, this is for me. Because lesson two says, if it does mean something, then you're the one that's giving all the meaning to it. I, and then I did the first 50 lessons in 50 days. 
It took me six months to go through the reviews because I hate to do the reviews, but I did do the course in two years, about about two years. So so then that, wow. that's not too bad for the first time. Uh, I didn't get into the text until I was at least up to halfway through the workbook. Okay. And so, so what's, what, was there a defining moment that sort of like got you interested in, in A Course in Miracles? Yeah, there was, a, a, uh, there was a few. One where it said, a miracle can save you a thousand years. By the way, you count time. I said, my God, what am I doing anything else for? So that oh, yeah. became a focus. And then when I got up to a lesson 189, which is I feel the love of God within me now, and I got to paragraph seven, which a lot of people really see that paragraph as, 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 as a mind stopper, you know, it just stops the mind. Mm -hmm. He says, you know, not only be still, forget everything you ever learned from anything in this world. He goes on to say, forget this world, forget this course. I said, wait a minute, he's giving me 1300 pages and he's telling me to forget it. Mm -hmm. This could not have been written by a normal person. I mean, I didn't even know who Helen Shuckman was back in those days. I figured, well, you know, someone wrote, wrote, wrote this book. But when I read that, I said, wait a minute. This is not written by an ego at all. Yeah. And that really deepened my, my focus so that I didn't look anywhere else. You know, um, I, just before we got on here to, uh, to do this little recording, um, I just watched your interview with our friend Fiona Williams uh, a little while ago on YouTube, and you guys had a, a beautiful chat about faith and trust. Um, Fiona's been a guest on this show also. But one thing I want to ask before we dive deeper into that, um, when you first started be, uh, being a student of A Course in Miracles, what was the hardest thing for you to accept? Uh, it's uncompromising stance, uh, you know, about all that you thought the world was and, and who you thought you were. What was the hardest part for you? To, to accept uh, basically a specialness, which everyone who has an ego figures that somehow I'm more special than, than well, you know, I'm doing the course that's more special. And uh, I think for the most part, it's, it's letting go of specialness. I, 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 is that the question that, that you're asking? Yeah, yeah. I mean, just, I mean, you're, you're right. You're on that. Uh, it's just that, you know, since we've been ego trained since we were born and all of a sudden you, this is this uh, beautiful truth is given to you. I mean, it's, it's not easy for some people to accept. And I just wondered which part of that was, was hard for you. Um. I, again, I, I would look at specialness when you, when you think that you're special and all and all of a sudden other people are more special than you. Yeah. And so, my God, how come I'm not as special? So the, the idea of equality uh, and, and the course says, listen, the goal of this course is peace. Peace mm -hmm. is the is the key to the kingdom. And of course, if peace is the key to the kingdom, that's what you want. But it says it also has one condition. Peace has one condition. And that condition is equality. I must be willing to see my brother as myself. Otherwise, there is no peace. That takes the sting out of specialness. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think I think one of the one of the biggest, biggest issues in our society at the moment is judgment and self-judgment as well. So um, and that comes back to that equality issue. It comes back to us judging other people for how they are, who they are, and not recognising that we're all one and we're, 
we're all brothers and, and we're all, you know, we should all be treating each other the same that we would like to be treated. So absolutely. I think that's something that we, we learn as we go through the, through the course anyway. So fantastic. Yeah. Now, um, you had a near-death experience in 1980. Now, what happened and what role did it play in your spiritual awakening and your growth? Well, I, I can relate what the experience was, and then we'll look at what actually developed mm. after that, which I'm not really sure, other than I am what I am now. So something good something happened, happened, I think. Yeah. Okay, so... Um, I was 40 years old, and in, in the Jewish faith, you, when you're 40, you're invited into the Kabbalah, which is the mystical side of Judaism, as, as Jesus was an Essene, which is the mystical side of, of, of Judaism back in those days. And the Essenes the same as the, the, the Kabbalists today. Mm -hmm. And I noticed no one was knocking on my door, inviting me into the Kabbalah. I just happened, I was a follower of Rajneesh, which is who's Osho now. And uh, he, has a, he has a book called The Book of Secrets, which I happen to have purchased. And one day I just happened to open up The Book of Secrets, and there it says how to open up the third eye. Mm -hmm. I said, well, mm. and he, I, I read about it, and it said, do not do this if you have any self-destructive thoughts, because they can self-destruct. Yeah. And even mentioned that uh, Pythagoras, uh, which learned the secret in Egypt, waited so many years later when he returned to Greece to actually do that. Mm -hmm. I figured, well, I've been doing enough work on myself. I had done, uh, had my spiritual awakening seven years earlier. I had done S for a couple of years. I did, the, I'm doing the Course of Miracles. I said, I'm ready, you know. <laughs> well, all I can say is I did do it and I had a headache that you could not imagine. I mean, nothing would take away this headache, mm -hmm. nothing. And I was lying there on the bed uh, next to my future wife, uh, and I, I was, I, I could hardly think. And all of a sudden, there was a jolt of electricity that started the crown and started soaring right through my body. And my thought was, "Oh, this is how I'm going to die." That was the thought I had. Yeah. Uh, I, I had another picture of a chessboard in which the chess, the entire chessboard was one small square on a much larger chessboard that extended on into infinity. And then the next thing I knew, I was floating above the room, just very peaceful, wow. very quiet. I looked down and I saw myself on the bed next, next to my future wife, who, who basically was just lying there with me. And I wasn't, you know, saying, oh, my God, something happened to me. There was, there was no sense of anything happened. I was just peaceful. Mm. The, 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 the thing that happened after that was uh, Suzanne. I mean, I must have been there for a few minutes. I, I have no idea of time. Uh, Suzanne said, did you put another quarter in the meter? Because we were living in New York City at the time, and the car, and the car was parked next to a meter. And she asked me, did you put a quarter in the meter, which is which is actually uh, the symbol of buying more time. When you put a quarter in the meter for your car, yeah. you're buying more time. Instantly, I was back in my body. The, the pain was gone. And that was the experience. Wow. Uh, many people ask me, well, what do you think all of that means? And I, I guess uh, I, was, I, I always wanted to know what the future was like. You know, you know, what is the future like? And I guess I was given a glimpse 
mm-hmm. of, of the peace, of, of the peace that, that is. And I guess my, uh, my function in this world was, was still not complete yet. Not so complete. I came back to complete it. That's all I could say about it. Yeah, it's interesting because people that I've I've watched stories with that have had near death experiences and and they've they prior to it they've been frightened of death and then afterwards they they weren't anymore because they had this sense of peace of what it was like after you actually passed across. So did you kind of have that sense when um, when you came back into your body? Uh, no, I, I have no fear of death. Uh, mm-hmm. I mean, I don't know if it started before that or after that, but, um, you know, I, I, I saw that I was given an opportunity to see what an out-of-the-body oh, yeah. experience is. And, of yeah. course, if you're doing the Course of Miracles, you know that you're not a body. Yes, exactly. Absolutely. Fantastic. Okay, Carl, do you have next question? I'm sorry, I'm hogging up the microphone no, no, here. No problem. Um, uh, I was just wondering again because uh, I've I've interviewed Gary Renard. Uh, I got I've been to his workshops, and and Gary uh, talks highly like you. Uh, from the 70s of the EST program and, and how it was a great precursor to becoming a student of A Course in Miracles. What exactly did EST stand for? And, and was it a, a non-dualistic program? I, I don't think it exists anymore as a program anyway. It, it does under different names. Now, oh. Landmark Education uh, it, it had an, another name after the S, but it's, it's still all the same. Uh, EST, Earhart Seminars Training, because it was oh. Werner Earhart that okay. started it, Earhart. And S also means in Latin, it is. Mm-hmm. And, and one of the understandings that you finally come to at the end of the two weeks that you do the training is that everything happens perfectly, exactly the way it is. It couldn't have happened any other way. And the ego is always saying, oh, if only this, this shoulda, coulda, woulda, and, and, and you get to see that you're accountable and responsible and that your cause. Uh, for me, the greatest thing that I got out of the S training is recognizing that the voice that I listen to is not my friend. That yeah. gave me a big head start into the course so that I understood the ego before I even got into the course. That was very helpful to me. Yeah, what a beautiful way to get set up for A Course in Miracles, yeah. Uh, I really appreciate that. One of the other things I'd like to know is, um, and I mentioned to you off the air, we've uh, had your cohort, uh, Dr. John Mundy, on the program. How did you end up um, matching up with, with uh, John and starting your One One Mind Foundation program? Well, <laughs> well, I knew John way back in the 70s. Uh, if I said that we kind of dated some of the same women, <laughs> that's that's true. Uh, we had that kind of a relationship. I did not know he was doing the course. And of course, he had uh, met Helen Shuckman even before the course was published. He's one of the mm-hmm. only people around that actually knew Helen at that level. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, later, he, he married my wife and I. He, he, he was Reverend John Mundy. He, oh, yeah. he, he was a Methodist minister and he married us. Uh, and... Uh, as he'll tell the story um, uh, of all the couples he ever married, we're the longest running couple 
Uh, my my wife just passed a few months ago. I just want that that. So we we were married for forty years. We 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 were with with each other for forty three years, uh, and it was a very happy forty three years. And I just spoke to her uh, a few days after she departed. My daughter said, "Why don't you ask her uh, if she can give you a sign of her presence?" Mm. And um, I, I did that, not knowing I was going to get an answer. And not too long after, maybe 10, 15 minutes later, I heard very clearly in her voice, I am happy. I'm here. I'm I happy. happy. Yeah. I am happy. And, and I realized that our marriage vows, which I made 40 years ago, is that we gave our, our holy relationship to the purpose of remembering that we are one. And we yeah. were one then, and we were one now, and we're always one. And yeah, why exactly. would that change if her body was dearly departed? She's not dearly departed. We are one. Yes. Yeah, exactly, exactly. And so, um, so what what came about the the name of the One Mind Foundation? So where did how did you guys come up with that? Okay, well, I I did start One Mind. Uh, in uh, 2005, six, something like that. Uh, and it, well, it really, it's, it's what the Course in Miracles is all about, that we are of one mind, one mind mm -hmm. uh, with God. Yeah. We, we all share the one mind of God. There's nothing outside of the one mind. Yeah. The, the one mind is, is, is the mind of, of peace, love, truth. Uh, it's it, it's it's who we are, you know. Uh, we, we, we all share the same purpose of remembering our 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 one mind, literally, which is yeah. which is our home, which and which so is what, heaven. Yeah, exactly. And so, what is your uh, what is your vision for the One Mind Foundation? Is it is it to to get the word out to people about a course in miracles or? Well, the, 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 the original vision was to empower others to empower themselves. Uh, yeah. You can't, I mean, to get the word out, uh, sure, I mean, you know, I guess that's what I, I, I look to do on a daily basis. But people need to remember that it's their own powerness, their own yeah. powerfulness that, that allows them to become cause and remember the truth. There's a line in the course in in, uh, in uh, the last uh, the last unanswered question, chapter 21, section seven. That says, "Can't you see that all of your misery, 100% of your of your hurt and and your feelings of, of of pain and suffering, all comes from your strange belief that you are powerless." Yeah. So in in a world where we seem to be deprived, seem to be denied, seem to be a victim, seem to be, uh, it's up to us to remember the truth of what we are. And so a one mind does all that it can to help people empower themselves. No one can do it for you, only you mm -hmm. can do it for yourself. I, th I think what yeah. you just said, David, is a message that is needed m now more than ever, 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 because so much of the world right now feels like a, a victim and powerless. Yeah, thank you for that message. 
Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, in, in a divided world, you do feel that you're abused or taken advantage of or unfairly treated. And there's no there's no accident that that one line where he says, beware of the temptation to perceive yourself unfairly treated, because in this world, you yeah. will be unfairly treated. And if you really get to hear what he's saying in the question of miracles, we want to be unfairly treated. Mm -hmm. We want to be unfairly treated because that means that we can complain and we can feel unloved and, and, and blame God for not loving us and, and making us special. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. You got you to you really laugh at, at, the, at the premise of this dream that we, that we are the dreamer of. Well, what doesn't the course say that we take this life far too seriously? <laughs> oh, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> I agree totally. Um, so, so what are the 12 core themes that you and John teach? What are the what? The 12 core themes that you oh. and John teach. Oh, well, okay. Uh, after I did the course for about 27 years, uh, around 2004, when I started ACIM Gather, which, which is still mm -hmm. existing, which invited people to take their place among the teachers to develop trust, because I, I, I feel that once you develop trust, all things are given to you. As he says in the course, trust would settle all problems now. Imagine mm -hmm. that trust would settle all problems now. I have it on the back of my card. I don't have my card here, but trust would settle all problems now. So, you know, in the manual for teachers, he tells you it can take a very long time to develop trust. But one of the fastest ways to develop trust, and, and, and that's my experience, is to take your place among the teachers. Because once you do that, and a lot of people say, well, suppose I don't know what to say, or, you know, I, I, I'm not a teacher and I, I, I can't teach. And I always say, well, the italics that was given on page 28 of the textbook uh, that was given to Bill Tedford, uh, it says, I'm here only to be truly helpful. I'm glad to represent him who sent me. I do not have to know what to say or what to do. He who sent me will give me what to say and what to do. And, and I will be healed as he teaches me to heal. So uh, once you're willing to take your place among the teachers, as it says in Lesson 154, I am among the ministers of God. And he actually says, you already gave your consent. So I, I, I feel that if you're doing the Course of Miracles, you are one of God's teachers. That, mm -hmm. that you teach, as he says, you can't help. Everyone teaches all the time. What mm -hmm. you teach is up to you. You're either teaching the ego's thought system or you're teaching spirit's thought system. Following lesson 154 is 155, where he tells you exactly how to be a teacher of God. Let me step back and let him lead the way. Let him lead the way. So the people who have come to ACIM gather over the many years have gone on to be teachers of other teachers. Uh, I, without naming names, uh, some of the top teachers who have thousands of followers have gone through started their, 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 their teaching at ACIM Gather. I guess I will name a couple of names. There's Lisa Natoli, who started in 2005. Now her and her husband, Bill, have Teachers of God. They have, must have 15 or 20,000 people that wow. follow Teachers of God. There's Regina Dornakers, 
who who now is the head of Awakening uh, Together Ministry uh, that that uh, ordains many other ministers. Mm. Uh, so there's something about taking your place among the teachers that that allows you to become spirit guided. Yeah, and and it's it's interesting, David, because I. I have another podcast as well called Superconscious Success, and that is um, compiled with a summit as well. And so I speak to a lot of people about spirituality and, and that's all the aspects of it. And I did my recent keynote for the start of the summit where I was talking about the power of connection. And it's the power of connecting with source and the power of, of, of connecting with that higher, higher part of you that you get to that place where God does lead the way and he works through you. You become a vessel that just, that just does the work that he's, he's put you here to do. Um, And it's, it's quite incredible once you get to that, to that state. So I think that that what you do with, um, with your gather group is truly remarkable to be able to teach people that um, as you go along. So that's awesome. Yeah. I want to say, Anyone who wants to get in touch with ACM Gather, just go to acimgather.com or .us, .us or .com. They both lead to the same place. We have a radio station. So anyone who who takes their place as a teacher is on internet radio heard around the world. And it's it's a great uh, place. I I consider it like like a, a, a boot camp for for developing trust and, and trust mm. is the one thing in the course that the course cannot teach you. The course yeah. can teach anything, but it cannot teach you trust. You only it's, trust is up to you to, to actually step back and allow to trust spirit to speak yeah. to you and through you. And, yeah. and that's, that's, that's like an and art to- of letting go of thinking that you're in control. And, and also, I think it's being able to differentiate between the voices of the ego and the voices of source coming through you. And I think that's really, that's something that you learn as you begin to trust, because you can start to hear the differences in the voices. And, and you know that, you know, that if it's source coming through you, that there's nothing judgmental, there's nothing like it's all, it's all positive, and it's all uplifting. And um, your ego works in very different ways, it works in fear. And so, you know, I often say to people, look, if you, <laughs> it's a puppy there. <laughs> I was getting my, my. Uh... Oh, you're getting your book. All right. The yeah, reason, well, I'm just, the reason we were just about to ask book, you about that. The reason I was getting the book is, yeah. is even though people think I wrote the book and my name is on it, but it was edited by a woman named Belinda. All that happened is it was something I was teaching when the internet first opened. There was no microphones. There was no cameras, no microphones. Everything was in text. And I was on mm-hmm. a place called America Online, which we know was AOL. And, and she copied and pasted everything that came through me from spirit mm-hmm. over a period of three or four years. She took the best of what she liked. She went to Kinko's and she turned it into a book. And she's the one that named it Into Oneness. And, wow. and the same book exists. Uh, it's, it's the same content. Uh, it's, it's, it's a little less expensive than the original. And it's called The Open Mind Loving Yourself. It's the same content. But it's not something I wrote. It came yeah. through me. So, mm-hmm. so I tell people, don't bother reading the book cover to cover. The book is 
it's spiritual divine guidance. Just hold the book in your hand, close your eyes, ask for guidance wherever you open up on the left yeah. and on the right is your divine guidance. So, so divine guidance, which is given to us when we trust, is something that's coming and gives you exactly what you need at that exact moment in time. And, 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 that, yes. and that is a truism. The other thing I'd like to just mention is you asked about the 12 core themes of, of A Course of Miracles. It came to me, mm -hmm. came to me back in 2004 when uh, I first opened up uh, ACIM Gather. And we had uh, teachers like uh, Gary Bernard, uh, David Hoffmeister, John Mundy, Robert Perry, a whole bunch of, of the best teachers in, in the course coming through, teaching from the teacher's manual. Mm. And uh, I was listening. To, uh, I asked Ken Wapnick, who was a good friend, to handle the clarification of terms in, in mind spirit, because I said, hey, Ken, who's better than you talking about mind spirit? Yeah. Uh, and he hummed and hoard, said, well, I'm not too good at, at the Internet. And I had a partner at the time, Linda Carter, and she said, well, I'm, I'm up in Palm Springs and he's just about an hour south. So I'll come down and I'll use my laptop. You don't have to know anything about the Internet. You just speak. And he said, OK, I'll get back to it. And halfway through that week, uh, she said, I don't think he's getting back to us. So one of us has to do it. I said, OK, I'll, I'll do mine spirit. She said, do you want to listen to at least uh, a tape that Ken does on on uh, on the clarification of terms. And this is called the introduction to the clarification of terms. And I think you find it, I think it's uh, on page 77. I'm, I'm not sure of, of the of teacher's manual. And it's a half hour on one page. And if you know Ken, and I consider Ken my uh, teacher in, in the course, if you know Ken, he doesn't take a half hour on one page. So I'm listening to him speaking on this, on this recording. And uh, all of a sudden I hear, it's like the voice of Jesus or spirit speaking to me and saying, yeah. hey, hey, Dove, close the book already. You, you think you're going to find yourself in a book? <laughs> Books are words, yeah. concepts, symbols. God doesn't create concepts, symbols, words, books. And, and, and at that moment, I realized, yeah, you know, this is about developing trust and allowing yeah. spirit to speak to you and through you. At the same time, I also realized that I had kind of really understood the, the, the Course of Miracles, the 1,300 pages I had gone through it a, a couple of times at least. And uh, I realized that he says the same thing over and over again. It's like a pattern. And if you listen to Ken Wapik, he's saying the same thing in every lesson. But I, I got it down to about 12 core themes. If anyone is interested, uh, they can just write me at ACIMGather, the number seven at gmail.com. I'll be glad to send you those 12 core themes. Or you can go to our website, which is onemindfoundation.org. Mm -hmm. And the 12 core themes is, is right there at the website, although it has not been updated. If you want the newest version, because I do add every, every now and then something new to it, uh, you can write me at that uh, Gmail address. Oh, excellent. We'll get those details and I'll put it on the show notes show notes on our website anyway. So if anyone does want to um, to get access to that, I definitely recommend it. I definitely recommend people go across and, and 
get their own copy of it. So, and you know, um, you know what David's been talking about, and you're real familiar about it. She calls them spiritual downloads. Yeah, they're called my spiritual downloads, and I was I was actually doing a a another keynote because during my summit I did three different keynotes the other day, and I was doing a keynote, and I was starting to write up all of my notes for it thinking that that was actually going to be the best way of doing it. And then I had written all my notes up and then all of a sudden I looked down and my finger was on the delete button and it deleted everything. And then all of a sudden I got, got my download from, from Source saying, you're not going to go from any notes, you're going to go from your heart. You're going to speak this keynote from your heart. And I just went, great. You know, I'll, I'll just go along with it, and um, and it was the best. It was, mm-hmm. it was exactly what I needed, and it was that trust in Source and going. You know what? He believes in me. Source believes in me. I believe in me, and I, and you know, and I think that's what we need. Is we need once we get that, have that trust with Source, anything's possible, yeah. and things just come through you, and you can do more than you ever thought was, was achievable. So Jennifer, that's a beautiful story. And that's the truth. Things happen perfectly. The ego says, well, why is that? Why did that happen to me? You know, I didn't want that to happen. No, everything happens. Everything happens perfectly. Instead of asking, why is this happening to me? Which is the ego's mantra. I asked instead, what is this teaching me? What is this teaching me? And that, and that's the shift. That's your spiritual shift basically. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. Well, I find that it says. <laughs> right. Yeah. Well, I, and I really find it uh, pretty interesting that uh, we've been talking a lot about uh, being a teacher of God because just over the last couple of weeks, I've been reviewing on a daily basis the manual for teachers in the ACIM. And, and it says that you will teach there in, in that there's no choice. You will be a teacher. You know, you can't help but be a teacher of God. And you also mentioned too, um, some teachers become teachers of teachers. Do are there? And I, I got this sense from uh, the course that some teachers just leave their form, leave their body, and they teach from from beyond. Uh, for instance, perhaps Ken Wapnick is that. Do you do you think that's a true? Yeah, no, I, I feel Ken teaching me from where he is right now, right, right here. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, as as Ramana Maharshi said as as he was about to pass and his and his uh, disciple said please master don't leave us he said where would i go yeah <laughs> where would i go i'm never leaving yeah i think i heard uh, dr wayne dyer relay that uh, relay that uh, story one time yeah um, hey, you know, Sounds like I, something he would say. <laughs> I, I want to ask you. Uh, I saw this on your website that you like to sign off uh, with the statement "laughter saves lifetimes later." What exactly does that mean? Well, <laughs> uh, yeah, there's, there's a line that Ken Wapnick uses. It says, "You know, if you take anything in this world seriously, the ego is messing with your mind." Yeah. Uh, your, your willingness and ability to take anything that, that, that comes up for you, instead of taking it seriously, to look at it and recognize that it's not real, is yeah. your willingness to laugh at it now. Now, if you laugh now, you don't have to wait till later. A lot of people say, well, one day I'll have peace and I can look at it and laugh at it. No. Why wait till one day? No, the, the, the ego always puts things into time. But one day, you know, in the future, 
No, it's always right now. It's your present memory to look and recognize that you're the dreamer of the dream. This is not happening to you. You, you, yeah. you. You're making it up as you're going along, as as John Mundy would, would say in his, in his, he talks about the mystics. What is a mystic? A mystic is somebody who recognizes that they've been making it up all along and now they just want to be here now. Yeah, yeah, totally. Yeah. And I mean, and that's what they, they, that's what they say. Once you start to actually look at, look at life as a game, look at life as, as something that we have created as a, uh, like you said, a dream, a dream that we can change it at any point. And, and um, yeah, I think that's a really important point to, to make. So, so the laughter saves lifetimes later. What does that mean? That means just laugh at, laugh at life, basically. Well, yeah, I mean, uh, you know, he says in the introduction, listen, this is a required course. You can yeah. take it now or you can take it later. It's voluntary. Yeah. You know, you can take it later. But why would you want to take it later when the, the whole course is about remembering the truth of who you are now? You know, the, the ego says, well, I have some things to do. I got problems to solve. And the ego always has more problems to solve. And, you know, when yeah. you do lesson 80, says, hey, wait a minute, my problems are solved. Why am I putting things off to later? Anything you do in time is always of the ego. And the only yeah. thing that's real is right now. Mm -hmm. Why not laugh now? <laughs> and I, I, well, I don't have any problem with that. <laughs> I, I believe the ACIM says that our job as uh, students of, of the truth and in being teachers of, uh, of light uh, is to save time. Oh, absolutely. Yes, exactly. Uh, you know, if, if, if I, uh, am present now and I'm receiving the word of God now and, and spirit is speaking through me now in that, in that peace, in that presence, that's, that's healing all right now. Helen Shuckman's favorite line in the course was uh, the holiest place on earth is when is where an ancient hatred is replaced by a present love for they have come. It comes from the section for they have come. Uh, it's, it's, it's always in, in, the, in the present love, the, in the present memory, that you are one with God. Yeah. I and the Father and, are one. Yeah, absolutely. Now, we're the, the whole universe, the whole world is going through a crazy time at the moment. We, we know with the pandemic and everything else that's going on around the world that it's been a bit of a challenging time for people. Um, how can people that are watching watching this interview utilize what you and ACIM teach in order to overcome the stress and the fear and separation anxiety that the pandemic's caused? Because I know that's something that's really um, you know getting to people at the moment. Well, I could take the easy way out and say, well, the course says I am not a body, which it repeats twenty three mm -hmm. times. It's the most often uh, repeated lesson in the course. I am not a body. I am free of the body. Yeah. I am still as God created me. And I guess for course people, they do have an understanding that God creates spirit and spirit cannot be contained in a body. Yes, we, we have a body almost like you wear a mask and, mm -hmm. and, the, and the costume and the, and, and the clothing allows you to attend the party that we're in right now. I use the word party. I usually use the word classroom uh, mm -hmm. i see the world as a classroom the where you classroom. come to learn lessons 
Yeah. Uh, and in order to learn lessons, you're always learning lessons from the people in your dream uh, who you actually, if you look at the section called dream roles, it says no one in your dream can do anything to you unless you have given him that role to play in your dream. So yeah. the people, so the people, as, as Ken Wapnick would say a long time ago, he says, listen, don't hang out with the people that make you feel warm and fuzzy. That's not where your lessons are. It's okay to hang out where you're feeling a little uncomfortable. That's where your lessons are. Mm -hmm. uh, on my card, I say, you know, be grateful for your triggers, for they yeah. reveal the underlying false beliefs that are causing you the pain and the, and the hurt and, and, and being triggered. If you're being bothered, something is telling you there's something there. Now, it's not that this person outside of you is doing it to you. Mm -hmm. It's a it's a prior judgment. And getting back to that word judgment, and of course, it's our it's our judgments of myself and, and of others and of God uh, that's actually doing the things to me. And judgments, yeah. God's son was never given the ability to judge. There's a line that says uh, grandeur, which is of God, therefore of his son, establishes judgment impossible. Lesson mm -hmm. 198, which, as you know, the last 20 lessons in part one of the workbook, any one of them is the entire course. And it mm -hmm. says in 198, only my condemnation can injure me. Only my own forgiveness can set me free. So yeah. so the function of, of, of a teacher of God or, or, or anyone who, who, is, who, who sees the world as a classroom is to forgive those judgments that, that aren't there thoughts the thoughts you have in your head are not your thoughts the thoughts that you hold you share in the mind in the one mind of god one mind the universal mind yeah, yeah the universal. and if you do uh get in a situation like perhaps today in your daily uh, comings and goings and you start to get angry or frustrated over you know we always hear you're never angry for the reason you think and a lot of what you just said explain that yes Lesson five was Ken Wapnick's favorite lesson. I am never upset for the reason I think. It's, it, it has nothing to do with the things of this world. It has mm -hmm. to do with you chose a teacher that's telling you to be upset and angry and, and mean and, and, and revengeful. And, and yeah. that's why you're upset because you're listening to this voice that's not who you are. You know, until I, I look back in my life, there have been a few people that uh, just bam, butt heads with, you know, over and over and over. And and I, I look at it, you know, back then, of course, it was uh, quite uh, disconcerting and I wondered why I was going on now that I've studied the ACIM. And I look back, oh, yeah, they, they were teaching me about certain things mm -hmm. in life and how to forgive and no longer be angry. So it took a little yeah. while, but thank you for the ACIM who's yeah. opened my eyes and heart. Well, I've got well, I've got two teenagers, so I'm forever learning lessons. <laughs> <laughs> and it's you know, it's a good, it's a good, um, it's a good place to be to be able to look kind of outside yourself when a situation is happening, and recognize that it's not that it's your ego speaking, and that really when you look at the situation you go is it really something that needs to actually be i need to be upset about because a lot of the time like you said we take life too seriously we we're in this life to to have fun to live in joy to learn lessons and to experience and um yeah and we just take it way too seriously so not me 
Well, Jen, we probably... than... no, go ahead. No, go ahead, David. I was going to say, as Lesson 28 says, above all else, I'm determined to see things differently. I mean, yeah. if you just go along with how the ego has taught you from kindergarten on and, and blame your teachers, your mother, your father, your sister, your brother, uh, your boss, you know, if, if that's it, which is what the world is about blame, shame, and guilt. Mm -hmm. And as you know, the course of miracles is that you are the Holy son of God. You're, you're guiltless, you, you're, you're sinless. And as long as you see others at fault, you, you hold on to that guilt and guilt demands punishment. And we wonder why these things happen to us. Mm -hmm. uh, up in lesson 190, he tells you why, why, why you do feel the pain and the hurt. Cause that's the lesson that says, I choose the joy of God instead of the pain. And, in paragraph A, he says, well, you know, you paid a handsome ransom to feel pain and, and to yeah. feel hurt and to feel sorry for yourself. And then he tells you exactly why yeah. you set out to deny your father the joy of his son. So if, if your father can't know you as 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 happy, God's will for me is perfect happiness. Yeah. God can't experience me as happy. I, I, I get I get to be right. God, you didn't do a good job. I wanted you. I want you to make me special and you didn't do a good job. So I am. I am unhappy. Well, guess what? That's right. Until yeah. you until you realize that you can choose once again, above all else, I'm determined to see this differently. It's my mm -hmm. own choices that got me here. How yeah. do I get out? Choose once again. That's the last chapter, last section, chapter 31, section eight. choose once again. You made a lot of faulty choices. Now choose again. Yeah. Well, and that's okay. We do we do make these choices, and that's okay because that's how we learn our lessons. But there's nothing stopping us from making a different choice that is going to create a different result. Yeah. So, absolutely. Well, I, what were you going to say, Carl? Well, I was going to say I know that uh, uh, David, who who I love his nickname Dove. I love that. That's a good one. Yeah, that's so cool. Uh, has another um, program he's got to do in a little yeah. bit here, so we should give him a break. And I know, David, you've been, uh, we've been blessed to have you on. We could talk to you for a couple hours, but, uh, you know, thank you so much for being on your spiritual shift. We really, we really appreciate it. I, I, I have a couple more minutes, but I want, I just want to say that uh, uh, not only do I invite people to come to ACIM Gather, you, you can find us at acimgather.com or dot. Mm -hmm that us is it's not a place where you go to but that give you the the uh, directions it's on a place called pal talk which has many many classes and many rooms which is one of, of of a thousand anyway it's called ac i am gather for a course in miracles and uh, a woman named lynn johnson is the admin and, and she's one of the uh, uh co-hosts at one mind foundation and uh uh what I wanted to say is we have uh, programs, uh, deep dive into the textbook readings, which we do on Sundays and on Tuesdays, and deep dive into teacher's manual, which we do on, on Thursday evenings on Zoom. And I just started a, a new course based on going through uh, the loss of my wife, and it's called uh, Present Happiness Happens in Present Memory Now. And it's for anyone who feels that they have been grieving or mourning somebody who's dearly departed and it goes on more than, than you would like. 
that there's a way of saying that there's another way of saying it where you can bring yourself back to being present and being happy. Just like my wife says, I'm happy. If she's yeah. happy, why aren't I happy too? Yeah, exactly, exactly. Yeah. And so we will have all of those links on, on the show notes okay. and the YouTube channel and everything. So people can can go to your website and check it all out. And, um, yep, definitely recommend it. But we are so grateful to have had you here today, David. It was Thank great so to much. meet you. And, um, yeah, and I hope that your next engagement goes very well. I, I appreciate it. Thank you so much for having me on, on your show. Thank you. Thank you. We'll speak later, David. Thanks, okay. Steve. Love you all. Thank you. Bye. Love you too. Bye. Your Spiritual Shift, the podcast, is based on the program of the same name and is taught by your hosts, Jennifer Matthews, a certified naturopath and spiritual counselor, and Carl Gruber, a certified law of attraction life coach and spiritual counselor. Join us for each podcast as we explore in depth how to practically implement and integrate into your daily life true non-dualistic spiritual practices to live a more enjoyable life based on the reality of your innocence and unity with your brothers and sisters at the source of all that is. Much love and light to you. Until next time, my friend.